0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to the Nurtured Heart Approach May 2018 pod- podcast. Our topic this month is impulsivity and inattentiveness are strengths too. I think that our listeners will gain some great insights today as my two guests and I discuss how to navigate using NHA with kids who have been diagnosed with ADHD. We are delighted to have you join us today. I am Stephanie Ruhl, a certified NHA advanced trainer, a former middle school counselor, and I work for the Children's Success Foundation. I am also a wife and a parent of two children ages five and eight, and we live in a nurtured heart household. We have two incredible guests here with us today, and I'd love to take a minute to introduce them. So our first guest is is Dr. Elizabeth Sylvester. Dr. Sylvester is a psychologist and educator working with children, parents, and families in Austin, Texas for over 30 years. She is a practitioner of the Nurtured Heart Approach and has completed advanced training in this system. Her specialty is providing parent training, and child psychotherapy for children and teens who are highly behaviorally and emotionally intense. In addition to her clinical work, Dr. Sylvester facilitates training for professionals in the public on parenting and child and adolescent psychotherapy. In collaboration with Dr. Kathy Shearer, she created the Heart and Work series of writing, presentations, and workshops. Dr. Sylvester is a co-founder of Austin Child Therapy, an organization whose mission is to support the work of pediatric mental health professionals in Austin, Texas. Through this work, she provides ongoing training and supervision to child and adolescent psychotherapists. Hello and welcome, Elizabeth. Hi, Stephanie. It's so good to have you here with us today. So we will go ahead and introduce our second guest for today, And her name is Dima Stout. Dima established her private coaching and consulting practice in 2004 to provide individuals and their families with neurodevelopmental disabilities, such as ADHD and autism spectrum disorders, the best possible support to achieve the quality of life they want and deserve. Dima spent the majority of her professional career as an employee of human service agencies that concentrated on families and their children with disabilities. Her last agency position was to write grants to develop and implement programs for children on the autism spectrum and to supervise agency behavior analysts. Upon relocating to San Antonio, Texas from California, Dima decided to develop her own consulting business. She finished her initial coach training with Coaches Training Institute in San Rafael, California and is also a certified advanced trainer in the Nurtured Heart Approach. She became a professional certified coach through the International Coach Federation in 2010. When she became an NHA advanced trainer in 2012, her entire practice evolved. Now, the Nurtured Heart Approach is the foundation of everything she does, from coaching high school and college students with ADHD and or ASD, to coaching families with intense children, and to teaching teachers. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dima. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. I'm so excited to have you here. So now that we have properly introduced our two guests for the day, um, I would love to take just a minute before we dive into our discussion, since we do have listeners who are new to Nurtured Heart, and I'd love to give Mm -hmm. them a super fast 30-second or less thumbnail definition of what Nurtured Heart is. And I love hearing... Mm -hmm love 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 to hear the different perspectives of my guests on the show so elizabeth and, and dima whoever would like to go first in your own words how would you describe the nurtured heart approach to someone who is just hearing about it for the first time um, well this is okay. okay are you ready dima i'm ready but you go ahead elizabeth
2: okay um for me the greatest Point of the nurtured heart approach is its approach to interacting with children that you can feel happy to use I feel like any adult who interacts with a child via the nurtured heart approach is going to be able to feel proud about the style that they're interacting because it's mm. so effective and it's so positive positive. and some ways that we suggest people interact with children are hard to do because they feel harsh or because they feel rigid but when you really are steeped in the nurtured heart approach, you don't have to force yourself to use it because it feels spot on. It feels rich and nourishing. And mm. the basic stance of the nurtured heart approach, there are three basic commitments you use of being highly positive, of not overreacting to problems, and of being very clear about what you want from the child. They're simple to understand. And it does not matter how tough your moment is or how tough your kid is. You just keep using those same skills. Um, So it's not uh,
0: draining to understand. It's pretty clear Mm -hmm. and straightforward once you get it. Yeah, I do. I say something, you know, somewhat similar to what Elizabeth said. Um, Maybe I use fewer words. But what I tell parents is the nurtured heart approach is the way that they have always wanted to be with their children
1: and mm-hmm. it gives them
0: permission to really focus on what's going right in their relationship and their household. So, mm-hmm. of course, I teach the stands as well. But I think that every parent that I've ever said that to understands immediately what it is I'm talking about because this is who we mm-hmm. want to be, not just with kids
1: but with everyone. Mm. Yeah, so very true. I love that. Thank you, ladies. I think Both you of know, you, those are there- – Go ahead, Elizabeth. I think, Dima, there's,
2: there's often like a sigh of relief
1: when you talk
2: about being able to interact with a child in a way that feels natural and loving and warm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, well, parents get, um, I think, get backed into a corner with mm-hmm. reflecting other people's expectations of how their children should be and how they should be with their children. Mm-hmm. So um, they feel this responsibility to criticize and make them do the right thing and make them do the right thing. And, and it's only because they want things to go in the right direction, not because they want to be Mm -hmm. harsh, but they just don't Mm -hmm. understand that focusing on what's going right
1: is what's going to make the difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is, that is a great, one of the greatest challenges is getting, getting people to be able to get over that hump of not being able to see that piece that if I focus on what's going right, it will make a difference. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you guys oh, so much. A a Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's have some last minute, last wrapping up pieces about this. Go for it. This is well, a great conversation.
2: Really, really, we could talk all day about this. Um, I know. <laughs> focusing on what's going right doesn't feel powerful enough. But I think over time we discovered that it's actually the most powerful tool we have.
1: Mm. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful.
0: said and within a week people feel differently about their kids once they start focusing on what's going right they
1: realize how very much is going right mhm that's true that's very true it 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 is a very short period of time before that shift begins to happen mhm mm-hmm. well This is, you know, honestly, the one-minute thumbnail usually does not strike up interesting conversation like this, so this was fun. Thank you. (laughs) Um, But I do think that we can go ahead and start moving into our discussion for the day, the topic of the day, um, about NHA and and, and ADHD. Um, You know, the timing of this podcast really couldn't be better as we are in the middle of an ongoing evidence-based study with the University of Arizona to show just Mm -hmm. how well the Nurtured Heart approach truly does work with this particular population. So Mm -hmm. I couldn't be more honored, really, truly, to have the two of you here today and to talk about how important it is to use the Nurtured Heart approach with kids who have ADHD. And I would love to hear from both of you about some of your own personal experiences and professional experiences in using Nurtured Heart with the pop this population. So mm-hmm. who'd like to start?
2: <laughs> now we're gonna <laughs> <off this away>.
0: <laughs> 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 Well Jamie, you have you work with ADHD children and young adults, right? Yes. I work with a lot of um young adults that are in college. I have an association uh-huh. with Trinity University here in San Antonio and their counseling uh-huh. department often sends me kids. Of course, they send me kids when they're failing instead of before they're failing, so there's often a lot of uh, catch-up work to be done. But right. um, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing how well kids with ADHD do once they recognize that they're not the lazy um, people that folks have told them they are all their lives. Um, mm-hmm. They begin to change how they think about themselves and recognize what gifts they bring uh, to what it is mm-hmm. they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that I think there's a developmental. I was going to say, I think there's a developmental piece to ADHD as well. That oftentimes kids come to college with um, moms who have been functioning as their prefrontal cortex all through school, and all of a mm-hmm. sudden there they are in college without that support. So um, mm-hmm. it's, that's a very difficult transition for some young people and having a coach working with them helps them get over that hump, helps them organize their lives. We look a lot at executive function types of things, planning, um, anticipating, mm-hmm. figuring time out, but all with the underlying um, foundation of the nurtured heart approach so that every single coaching session I have, I'm looking for what's going right in that kid's life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Dima, I'd love to hear your thoughts on – for these particular kids you're talking about who come to college um, with not being able to ha- – having had this sort of crutch their whole lives and, and then they move on to college and it's kind of gone now. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts on if you were to take the same, those same kids and rewind their lives back to when they were younger children and mm-hmm. teach their parents' nurtured heart then – how that might affect what happens when they get to college and make, and they're making that transition? Like how does yeah. Nurtured Heart affect that piece? I,
0: that's, that's a really good question. And I do get to see this in the work that I do with parents. So I, I do get to see kids get a start a lot earlier. And what I think is one of the most helpful things, in addition to the positive words that the kids take in, the positive portfolio they develop about themselves, the um, the absolutely clear expectation is a piece that these kids with ADHD need. Um, mm-hmm. Rather than parents doing for them, with the nurtured heart approach, I think as the child develops, parents have um, sort of a clear set of expectations for them, higher level of expectation, so that they're withdrawing that, and um, sometimes, sometimes unneeded support from the kids in a developmental fashion. So by the time a young person is, for instance, a junior in high school, mom is no longer consulting the parent portal every day. That student is taking responsibility, checking the portal, making sure that homework assignments are turned in. And if there if something's missing, taking responsibility to do it themselves. All with that foundational mm-hmm. approach of the nurtured heart approach, noticing you check the portal. Look, you, took, you had something missing, but look at what you did. You took responsibility for yourself and turned mm-hmm.
1: your-
0: right. Mm. That shows yeah. the responsibility that you're developing as a person, you're maturing. I can see the self control and maturity as you take care of these problems that come up. Mm-hmm. Does that, Dan, you know, want to answer your
1: question? Oh yeah, sorry. I was just think just kind of visualizing it, visualizing that. That that's beautiful and yeah, it does. I can see how um you described that well, how the nurtured heart at a younger age using that those techniques really um give kids that strength, that inner wealth to know that they have it within themselves. They have those tools within themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. to be able to do those types of things on their own without someone else having to be their reminder or be the one to point Mm -hmm. point it out like, hey, don't forget this, don't forget that. You know, instead of it being such a focus on don't forget and do this and don't forget, oh, do this today, it's more of, wow, look what you are doing and showing Mm -hmm. them those successes. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Elizabeth, I'd love to hear from you too.
2: Yeah, there's like a gravitational pull, I think, as parents to noticing what needs to be done and hasn't been done and focusing the child's attention on it. That's not unusual. I mean, all of us as parents are casting our eyes around trying to figure out where we need to fill in, right? And so for children who have ADHD or or executive dysfunction, um, there's plenty you can find. And then as parents, we naturally focus on you're getting a C in math. You're missing five assignments, but, you know, just to use Dima's example. And it's, it's easy to go there, and it's all out of good intention. But what ends up happening is that reinforces for the child, who am I? I'm the loser who can't turn in his homework, right? And here's proof. Let's just check online and see how many I didn't turn in. And mom reminded of me, me of it today and yesterday, and the teacher's been reminding me every day. So that builds that negative sense of I can't. Right. I'm not good at this. Mm-hmm. But right. as Zima said, you have in that exact same instant, you have the opportunity to look at the other half. And, you know, I'm thinking of an example of a, a seventh grade child I worked with a couple of years ago who was quite right and who was failing all of her classes, mostly through not turning in homework. And her mother started diligently checking her grades online and every single day saying, look at this, hon. Out of five assignments, you got three turned in. High five. I didn't even remind you and you got those three turned in. That seems funny until you see what happens. And by the end, mm-hmm. she started doing it around Christmas. And by spring, she was passing all of her classes with A's and B's. Yeah. And all it was, took was for the mom to talk about the three that were turned in instead of the two that weren't. All right. Isn't that incredible how simple it is? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of power. And so I start with the little ones, um, the ones that we're hoping to do more preventative work with. And and my approach to working with these children is I always do parenting first. I will not see a child in individual therapy until their parents have learned nurtured heart. And what I've discovered is with children with ADHD, about 80% of them I never end up seeing a child. Because nurturing heart uh, is all it takes. Right. Uh, these kids, these kids have powerful. so many assets. Child, I mean, children with ADHD are fun. I mean, we can focus on that instead of a, a failed organization. They're spontaneous. They're creative. These children have loads mm-hmm. of energy, loads of persistence. They're adventurous. They're curious. And we can look at that instead of just lining up
1: deficits. Right. I mean, what a great, wonderful tool that you guys are giving parents of kids who have ADHD. I mean, you know, if they didn't come to you guys to work for for help, then they would be living their lives with, the, with their kids thinking of what their kids are going through with ADHD as it being a deficit, mm-hmm. like you said, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And it's such mm-hmm. a gift to them, such a huge gift for them to be able mm-hmm. to come to a person like you, a nurtured heart trainer, <laughs> and then some who can say, "Wait a minute, Wait a minute, wait, mm-hmm. wait, wait, wait. It's not a deficit. Mm-hmm. Check out mm-hmm. Here's why. Check this out. Look at mm-hmm. look what your kid can do. And now mm-hmm. let me give you the tools to help mm-hmm. you be able to put into place the fact that this is not a deficit, but it's the opposite. It's a strength. Mm-hmm. I mean that's just that's, I love that.
2: So
1: wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, I kind of feel like it's
2: applicable to everybody. Like, if you look at me, I'm organized, right? And I can be rigid. So, if you want to focus on rigidity, you can complain (laughs) at me all day long or you can praise Mm -hmm. me for how organized I am. Your choice, right? Absolutely. And the same applies to ADHD children. (laughs) I know the
0: kids. I I was going to say, I know the kids with ADHD have a huge deficit in hearing what their gifts are. And, and I've proved, proven that to myself. Um, like, it it is proven to me over and over, I um, am considered to be a coach for the EDGE Foundation, which is a nonprofit that matches um, high school and college students with ADHD coaches. And um, when someone starts looking for a coach, they're given three coaches to interview. Um, when I first started working with EDGE probably seven or eight years ago, I hardly, it seemed like, even though I thought I was quite charming in the interview, I was almost never picked until after I took the nurtured heart approach training. And now, every mm-hmm. time that I have an interview with a kid, I follow it up with a text noticing what that kid said and did in our conversation that showed his or her greatness. And I have an almost mm-hmm. 100% match right now. Those kids are going wow. to hear what they're doing right. I hate to tell my so you're seeing, hate to tell my secret though, but hopefully not too many of my you're seeing, right there, uh-huh. Dima,
2: you're seeing right there how hungry these kid you're seeing how hungry these kids are exactly. to hear about their exactly assets, right exactly. We have them a little bit yes. starved in society for recognition, yes. and a lot of them feel like they're bad and they're off track and they can't, and like you're tapping into that hunger,
1: mhm,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like sometimes we, we hold the fa- the fact that all of our gifts are associated with liabilities, just for people, I think. And all of our liabilities have their attached gifts, right? Impulsivity and spontaneity, we can decide what to call it, right? Yes. And I feel like for children with ADHD, so often the things that are valued in school are areas where they have an, a weakness and we don't articulate how valuable the other side of that is and how charming it is and how useful it is. So they end up kind of starved. Yes. Force-fed some negative image. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Elizabeth, you mentioned school, and I'm wondering if either of you have any experiences in helping your parents that you work with to bridge, you know, when they start using Nurtured Heart in their home, how do they bridge from home to school? Because, like you said, you know, kids who have ADHD that are in, you know, in their school system, it's tough. It's tough for them. Um, School systems really are not set set up in the right way to be able to support those type of students unless they have the tools that we know work really well with them from the nurtured heart approach. So do you, do you guys have any experience with helping parents bridge? Cause I know that I know we have parents listening to this, that as soon as you said the word school, they went, well, how do I get it into my school? How do I do that? <laughs> right. Well, I think, yeah, go ahead, Dima.
0: Oh, I was going to say when I work with parents, part of what I do is an offer to go to school and provide a free one-hour training with the, just a one-hour intro with the child's teacher. And generally, they'll send the behavior specialist or the counselor in school for that session. And um, and that's proven. Sometimes they ask me to come back and train everyone. Um, but in other situations, it really keys in on what it is their behavior their behavior specialist is wanting the teacher to do. I've never had a one disagree with what it was that I was telling them and what, um, what I hoped happened. And then sometimes I'll leave them um, sheets that instead of noticing, you know, what the child did wrong, uh, greatness qualities that the child exhibited during the day and ask the teacher rather than tell mom about what went wrong, what, in front of this child I want you to tell mom what went right. And teachers have mm-hmm. been very willing to do that. And it's such a small, such a, an easy change that leaves huge rewards. Mm-hmm. Because teachers are looking for
2: tools, too. Teachers mm-hmm. are in schools because they care for kids and they want to be successful. And teachers oh, are absolutely. often really open to to the ideas that Dima's is bringing up that will give them, help them help kids be more successful. And you can get nurtured heart principles written into um, a 504 plan or brought up and written into a, pro, a special education program right and then we have someone locally we, we have a, a, a group for, a support group for teachers using nurtured heart and I think that's helpful too because you, it, it's easy to drift off over time and that can help bring you back to what you're trying to do with your children
0: Yes and that's I mean that's the opportunity to use synergy of all those different minds and things that they found have yeah. worked in their classrooms and new activities and you know new things mm-hmm. for the kids to do. that's great, yeah, and I do want to say nurtured heart is not just for children with a d h d or children
2: with other problems. it is a system of raising children that works for all children. We ha- mm. It works extremely well with children who are gifted. It works with children who are sensitive. It works with a child who's just a regular kid going to school. And it works with yes. children with more severe issues. So it's not right. like the teacher needs to be, be juggling five programs. It
0: oh, no. Yeah, I mean, it works with children who are children. Mm-hmm. It Uh-oh, also right. works with all adults as well.
2: It works with I think it works with mammals, ultimately. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. Oh,
1: I love it. This is such a great conversation. I mean, I, I love how you said um, so succinct, it was so succinct how you just said it. it's a system of raising children that works for all children because it really is. And then adding in what Dima said, and all adults, Um. Mm-hmm. I just I think that's great because although this conversation is about how how nurtured Heart works with ADHD, um, I think it's so important and vital for people to understand that it's not just for people who have special special circumstances or special needs or um, really mm-hmm. difficult situations in their lives. For everyone, it's really just a way of living, a way of being. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And a way of being that, that helps everyone to feel good. And when we
0: feel good, we perform well. Exactly, exactly. I think one of the things that I do with family is, um, as they're learning the approach, is I have um, them go out in the community and talk to other adults using the approach. Um, Just to demonstrate, as we said, that it is for all people. And I found that if, for instance, you say something to the person that's checking your groceries out, and there's always something that those people do right. They're either, you know, they're careful of the eggs, they're good about – Placing like items together, all the things that need to go in the refrigerator in the same bag, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But when you can comment on that, adults aren't used to hearing these things either, and they get a little mm-hmm. grin right in the corner of their mouth, sort of like it's almost mm-hmm. unbelievable that someone is saying this to them. But it's obvious that they are so pleased, and that's mm-hmm. a real learning tool
1: for parents. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. I would love to hear you guys talk about inner wealth and how, if you could just speak to inner wealth a bit and how it applies to, well, everyone, because as we've already established, Nurtured Heart is not just for, um, you know, kids with ADHD, of course, but in particular, um, how does inner wealth apply to, to kids with ADHD and why is it important and what does it look like and what does it mean? And how does it make a difference in mm-hmm. their lives? Right. right. Let me talk, let me
2: tackle that like from um, a long range
1: perspective first.
2: Um, sometimes people worry with nurtured heart. What happens when my child leaves home? Is he going to be addicted to people recognizing his successes all the time? And then mm. maybe this is a bad model because I've got him trained to where he just is dependent upon people telling him that he's doing well. And I think nurtured heart is the um, the key to building inner wealth. After you're recognizing your child, because if I, if you point out to a child repeatedly, I like your kindness with your friends. I noticed how kind you were with your baby sister when she wanted a popsicle you shared. Well, there's your kindness again. You open the door for your grandma. And if throughout the course of a child's life, you're repeatedly pointing that out when it's true, the child internalizes, who am I? I'm the kind kid. He carries that mm-hmm. with him everywhere. You don't have to be there, Right. Now when he's at school, he thinks he's a kind kid, so he's more likely to behave kindly. And you take that on the road with you to college. So I think that's my take on inner wealth is the way nurtured heart helps build within a person an identity that's accurate about who they are and positive. And we take our identity with us wherever we go, and we behave based on our identity, on who we think we are. Yes, we launch a child into the world thinking, who am I? I'm the kid that's a mess. I can never find anything. I lose two cell phones a year. I don't know where my homework is. That's just me. I'm just messy. You know he's going to live out that identity. Right. But if you establish a different identity, I'm the diligent guy who, when he loses stuff,
0: always tries to find it. Then he's going to live out that identity. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Even when things go wrong, I have the ability to fix them. I'm someone that isn't Mm -hmm. afraid to to go to the professor and say, you know, I didn't recognize the due date was today. I can have this in by tomorrow at noon. You know, if you have to take Mm -hmm. points off, I understand. But they'll Mm -hmm. they will face up to those responsibilities much more quickly than just burying the problem and flunking the class.
1: Because children, I love love how you (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> well, I just just real quick comment, and then back to you, Elizabeth. I just want to say that yeah. I think yeah. it's so fantastic that you're both pointing out how you can take a quote deficit, right, and find the positive. Flip it around. The same that same deficit. Turn it around and say, "Oh look, there's something great about that exact same <laughs> deficit." And I think <laughs> that you're. That, I think sharing that with the audience today, our listeners today, is vitally important. Because I know when you're a parent of a kid who has ADHD, especially, you know, those younger kids, you get lost. You get lost in it. And it's, it's frightening and overwhelming. And like you said, Elizabeth, worrying about or thinking about the future of my child. Both of you have talked about the future. When they're in college, oh, dear, what, how are they going to succeed? How are they ever going to do this by themselves? That's right. how. It's by taking that deficit the quote-unquote deficit, turning it around, seeing what's underneath it, seeing what's inside of it. But there's something good there. There's something right about that Mm -hmm. deficit. There's something positive. Yeah. You guys are giving me chills. Okay, go ahead, Elizabeth. For
2: every deficit that we have, we have matching assets. Children with ADHD are not lacking in assets. So the Mm -hmm. same child who might forget their homework more often than the average kid actually probably has high levels of persistence. Children with ADHD tend to be pretty persistent. That persistence is all it takes to recover from your tendency to forget your homework.
0: Absolutely. I've had college students that have been so persistent that they've had to take a reduced um, number of of hours per semester but have taken six years to graduate. But they stay in there and they keep fighting. Mm -hmm. They graduate and have careers. Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. one of my kids I mean one of the things that he would say to other students sometimes he's mentored other students for me a bit and he'll just say you know basically what he says I hope this is okay to say on the radio this sucks for you you're going to have to work a little bit harder and put a little bit Mm -hmm. more time and energy in organizing because it doesn't come easy Mm -hmm. but that's just how it is and you can do it
2: Mm -hmm. if a child has Confidence in his assets. He's got everything he needs to compensate for any liability he may have. Yes. As do we all,
0: right? We're all creative, resourceful, and whole, as the goes as the phrase goes in the world of coaching.
2: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I just think the labeling issue.
1: I yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Speak, speak a little more to that, Elizabeth,
2: um, if you well, I think if we, don't mind. No, no, not at all. I mean, we look at a child, and what, when, what I think we're seeing is creativity and innovation. We could say this is a child who doesn't play by the rules or who doesn't do the work that was assigned to him. So we get to pick mm-hmm. him, right? We can look at a child right. and say he can't sit still, or you can say he has a surplus of beautiful energy. Right Mm -hmm. You know This is You could say This is a child That takes too many risks He puts himself in danger Or you could say He's adventurous We need to teach him How to be adventurous Without getting hurt Right Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it Is a labeling A labeling issue And when it's so much easier If kids live within the box They're easier to manage They're easier to educate They're easier Easier to parent Right
0: But easier Doesn't mean healthier Or better It's easier on us Right It's easier on us, and, you know, it's easier on siblings. When they start looking at at their sibling with ADHD who, you know, might be aggravating and louder and more impulsive mm-hmm. than they are and it's hard to understand, mm-hmm. once they, mm-hmm. too, see that kid's gifts labeled, they begin to think differently about their
1: sibling. hmm Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. You're very about, true. You're talking about,
2: like, a reinforcement of negativity.
1: Mm-hmm. So why not do why not teach that reinforcement of positivity and seeing the asset that is in what the what the kids are displaying the behaviors that they're displaying yes. or mm-hmm. the struggles it's, they're having? It's mm-hmm. fun
0: sometimes to assign a family to um, have dinner time conversations around a particular value that you're hoping to help a child develop or to recognize in him himself. So, you know, you can say, who did you, today, who did you observe, using Elizabeth's example, using kindness toward someone else? Which of your siblings mm-hmm. did you notice being kind today? Um, mm-hmm. or, even, or even describing, borrowing from um, a video we probably have seen, I'm, I'm thinking of one of the kids, one of our kids today. And let me tell you, this kid showed kindness. This kid showed adventurousness. This kid was honest. This kid was um, loyal. Who do you think? Which of you three do you think I'm talking about? Which of Mm -hmm. you three kids was that today? Oh, awesome. I love that.
1: And you can find it.
0: And then you can find it in every
1: single one of the kids. Yes, I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great, Dima. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's a great. Well, first of all, a great way to kind of bring this conversation to an end, but also because I do have to go on to the announcements, unfortunately. Awesome. I told you guys it would go really fast. <laughs> but yeah. I think it's so great um, that you gave our listeners a, um, a tangible tool right at the end of this conversation for what they can do at the dinner table because we all know dinner time can be tricky, especially oh, when yeah. you, you've got, you know, multiple kids sitting around the dinner table. Um, who, you know, m- you may have one or more of them that are antsy and have a hard time sitting still and want to be moving their bodies and all of these things. So mm-hmm. focusing on, you know, one positive quality, whether it's kindness or um, mm-hmm. res- respectful or responsibility, whatever it might be, and having, the, having a great, juice, rich conversation around that, I think is a fabulous mm-hmm. tool. Yeah. Around success. Around success, exactly. So, I unfortunately have the unfun part of this podcast of having to end <laughs> our conversation. I always do not look forward to this moment, but it's here, and I um, just have a few quick announcements to make before we bring the the whole podcast to a close for the day. I want to invite mm-hmm. our listeners to join us for future Nurtured Heart Approach podcasts, either by following us at Blog Talk Radio or at childrensuccessfoundation.com forward slash NHA hyphen podcast. Or you can search Nurtured Heart Approach in iTunes. You can register for this Restands e-course also on our website, childrensuccessfoundation.com. This is a free e-course that is delivered directly to your email inbox. The emails are spaced about three days apart to allow for application and reflection before the next one arrives. All NHA podcasts are recorded and archived for our on-demand listening pleasure. Feel free to share the link to our channel here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash nurtured heart Approach. Registration for our certification training intensive, or the CTI, for the summer of 2018 are now open. This is the five-and-a-half-day training with the creator of Nurtured Heart Approach, Howard Glasser, Attending this training enables you to be a certified trainer, which allows you to teach and train using NHA. However, it also brings you a much deeper understanding of the Nurtured Heart approach that can be applied in your own personal life. To register for the CTI, please go to childrensuccessfoundation.com under the training tab. Now, back to my guests, Dima and Elizabeth. Do either of you have any parting words you would like to leave our listeners with for today? I do.
2: I would just like to say that when, when interacting with children who have ADHD, I think the greatest service we can do is to highlight their capacities more than anything else. And with that, we have plenty of research that shows huge numbers of children with ADHD grow up to be successful entrepreneurs, small business owners, uh-huh. artists, athletes. There's an awesome future for kids if they can feel good about themselves and own their
1: assets. Love that. Yes. Absolutely. I love I love that global view of what a kid who has been labeled as ADHD can grow up to become. The possibilities are endless. Thank you, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. How about you, Dima? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I was just gonna say what what I hope for um kids and adults with ADHD is that they can really embrace the um Phrase. congratulations.
1: You have ADHD. You are going to be
0: fantastic.
1: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you. You guys, ladies, this has just been a great conversation. I think there have been so many little pearls of wisdom that our listeners will get to take home with them and put in their pockets for future reference. And I appreciate both of you and all the work you're doing out there in your world of Texas um, and spreading this this wonderful thing called the nurture Heart Approach um, to all the people you can think of and reach. So thank you very much. It was lovely to speak with you guys. Thanks for having me. Have us. a thank wonderful you. day. You. You're Alrighty. welcome. All right. Bye.
2: Bye-bye. Any stories shared in this broadcast are amalgams of experiences based on the use of the Nurtured Heart Approach by our hosts and our guests, and are not based on any particular person, child or adult.
1: Welcome to Total Wine and More. It's much more than a wine store, it's the eighth wonder of the world. We're just a big, friendly place run by people with a passion for wine, beer, and spirits. 8,000 different wines, 2,500 different beers, 3,000 spirits. Maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world. Come explore at our seven Bay Area locations. Now open in San Mateo at the Bridgepoint Shopping Center near Target. Shop online at TotalWine.com. Welcome to Total Wine and More. It's much more than a wine store. It's the eighth wonder of the world. We're just a big, friendly place run by people with a passion for wine, beer, and spirits. 8,000 different wines, 2,500 different beers, 3,000 spirits. Maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world. Come explore at our seven Bay Area locations. Now open in San Mateo at the Bridgepoint Shopping Center near Target. Shop online at
2: TotalWine.com.